Welcome into the Monkey Sports Podcast, episode number three. Today we are brought to you by Monkey Sports. Remember to use promo code PODCAST10 at checkout. That's the word podcast with the number 10 at the end of it at checkout to save 10% off all non-map items. Once again, promo code PODCAST10 at checkout, save 10%. Now, let's jump right into the show. Hi, hello, how are you? Welcome into the Monkey Sports Podcast, brought to you once again by your boy Hank, uh, leader of the Lacrosse Monkey social media and e-commerce world. We've also got Grayson. Grayson, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Grayson in charge of Goalie Monkey social and e-com work, so anything you see on the website, Grayson's in charge of it. Anything you see on social... Grayson's in charge of that as well. Yes, sir. Big, big reel this weekend. Big reel this weekend? Yeah, big reels. The The second one I put up got 28K right now. Jeez. All right, so let, that hold one's... that. Let's talk about that in a second. Let me get our last little guest in here. And we got Paul, who's in charge of so many things. Everything <laughs> and all things. Like, if I can rattle it off the top of my head, you're in charge of baseball e-com, baseball social, any custom order that comes in. Goalies. Much, any goalie custom stuff that comes in. I think you also sweep the floors at night. Like you're a pretty busy guy. <laughs> I, I, I have the. Uh, I, I am Mr. I'm, I've been called Mr. Monkey. So, <laughs> guys, guys, been here and done it all. And Paul also built the building that we're sitting on. He laid the foundation. <laughs> Construction work sucks. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> all right, we'll get to that too. So, Grayson, you're saying that uh, you're playing around with the reels function on Instagram and yes, kind of blew sir. up a little bit. What's going on with that? Yeah, um, it's kind of a new avenue I want to start picking up, especially also on TikTok. And uh, put one up on, I believe it was Friday, and it did pretty well. And uh, put up another one, and it just kept climbing. The other one kind of died out and stopped, but it kept climbing. And I've noticed the one thing is uh, sometimes these videos don't work on both platforms for whatever reason. Everything that I've worked so far and like looked at between the two, especially with yours, it's like it'll work really well on Reels and then die on TikTok or it'll blow up on TikTok and then die on Reels. Yeah, social media is weird, man. It's like, strange. Like it, all these algorithms have their own like minds. Yeah. They're just randomly like this video, million views, this video, 10. Yeah. And I'm just like, like, why? I put up another video and it like it started off really bad, like 100 views in a couple hours. And then I wake up in the morning, has over a thousand. I was like, why? Like I posted this yesterday morning. Why did it pick up all of a sudden? TikTok later giveth, on? TikTok taketh, man. Like it's weird. Yeah, it, I I'm not really understanding it. But hey, views are views. I'm kind of happy with what it's going on. So I mean, expect that from the goalie side. Uh, some highlights. Maybe I'll start branching out and doing some more other stuff. But for right now, just a little highlights to keep everyone going on this off season. Yeah, Paul. Anything from baseball in particular that you're really excited to be posting or, or sharing with people, particularly from a social aspect? I mean, right now, mostly just because. You're, you're getting the uh, the craziness from the world from the World Series. Yeah, that thing's nuts. Yeah, it's game game four walk off a little league little league play. So, oh man, speaking of little league walk offs, I remember like three years ago. It's very similar play, but I remember I called it too. I was like, this kid's gonna overthrow first. Like it was like two outs. The kids all had to ring it in, and like I think they would have taken it to like extra. And this guy throws this this wimpy hit to like shortstop. Guy guns it over yeah. first and they score. And air, I was like, air mails it. I called that from a mile away. That kid's nervous. That kid is going to hate baseball forever. <laughs> uh, yips, yips are fun. <laughs> yeah. What was the deal with the catcher? Like, he was going for like the swipe for when, and he going for the swipe and just completely, yeah, and just which, let go of it. I, I can't, re, I can't really blame him. Like, as I was a catcher for 20, for 20 something years, you don't know that the dude has fallen 45 feet from the plate. And so you're you're thinking your first thought if you're as you, as the catcher is 
he's right here. I got to get this as quick as I possibly can. And he just yeah moved it just moved it just that split second too early and tipped off just tick off tick off the glove. I mean, I feel like maybe your other players should be in a factor on this. Like, hey, he's not running. Yeah, just one of those. Def- There's like four guys around you. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's like. It, you're a hot, you're a hockey guy. It's, you know, you've got somebody on you, somebody on you. You, you need somebody telling, telling yeah. you that because as the catcher, you're focused on getting the ball and getting the tag down as quickly as you can. Yeah. It looked like he just kind of ripped his hand out, but I yeah. mean, it happens. What are you going to do about what it? What about the guy that did the split at first base? I saw that too. What's that guy's name? Choi, something like that. KJ Choi. Yeah. yeah. He like did like the full on splits. And I think that guy always like 240. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's a big he, He's, he's a hoss flexibility on some of the some first baseman you see is just not him doing that um I feel like chris davis used to do that all the time too yeah the one of the guys for the rangers uh Mitch ronald, no ronald guzman who is they nicknamed the condor he's like six six he's like six six and all of a sudden he goes full he'll, he'll throw a full split out i'm like i just tore my groin just watching that yeah i mean it's kind of similar with like goalies right grayson i mean the flexibility is just insanity at times yeah uh i mean that's one point that i did touch on in the reel i did was jonathan quick's flexibility is unmatched because it really is he's like a freak of nature like where his hips hinge is unlike anyone else do you have to practice that kind of stuff uh yeah, most people yes. stretching yeah like some pilates yeah some yoga yeah a lot of a lot of yoga i've heard especially from like top level goalies it's like yoga is your best friend because it's a lot of core work too mm. and being in control of your core while in like stretch out positions super important for goal for goalies i had a random so. goal question i remember everyone talking about like butterfly position like what what is that i don't understand <laughs> so that's just like when you're dropping down on your knees uh-huh. like that's a butterfly and Do people just chill like that i mean like taller goalies will play that as like a percentage thing because like from angles and everything like you're shooting from the ground up hmm. so anything really in tight like you're going to be down and just kind of taking the percentage away from the bottom half of the net but uh i've had this argument with people i believe that every goalie in the nhl right now is a butterfly goalie really uh, to some extent. What's the other, what What would be another style that so, I would play? So back, educate me. Um, Paul, like what, 70s and on yeah. to like maybe. When they didn't wear face masks? Yeah, it's like there <laughs> and like to maybe like mid 80s were all like stand up type goalies and then Broder and Waugh kind of got into the mix and brought in. Broder was like the hybrid goalie where it's like he looked like a stand up goalie, but he still did like butterfly type stuff. But he was like he was very like uptight and like just up straight and everything, mm-hmm. and then it kind of transitioned with pads being better and made for uh, for just the butterfly style because pads back then like didn't really have an inside edge all that much. It was like yeah, they thin. were they they looked yeah. more like you'd get in like a like a street pad like a street yeah. pad today. Like my dad was a goalie for the University of Toronto back in like the late sixties, early early seventies. Yeah. And like I've seen, his, I've seen his. Pads. It's just like rolled in on the inside. Yeah, like exa- it's, exactly. And it's yeah. and mask. It so it's part. It was partially the pads, and a lot of it was the was mask because you know that was. Yeah, I'm not gonna put my face in yeah, front of that. Yeah, even if you had a mask, it was maybe that one sheet of plastic on the front, like the like Jacques Plant style. Yeah, it's, not it's gonna I'm not gonna go down you. on the ice and get get hit, get smacked in the face if I yeah. can avoid it. So just with like the evolution of goaltending, just to wrap up that question is. The butterfly style is just kind of when you're like down on your knees and playing like dominantly in a butterfly position. 
I like when Grayson like wraps up subjects like we're in a presidential debate. He's like, just <laughs> to finish on that point. <laughs> I kind of enjoy it. Shut up, man! It's very <laughs> formal. He's like, hmm, I'm done with this. To wrap I up. just, I just want to like, I just want to end the statement. It feels I, almost like an English essay. You're like, I'm a big, I'm a big rambler. That's the thing. If I get, if I get caught up in something, I can talk about it for. 30 minutes straight like so just, you could talk to a wall about like how fast yeah, the pain is drying it's it's not only for the conversation but I've it's seen also it for do me it. <laughs> yeah it's like here i'm stopping this i'm stopping my thought on this here's my last thought on that like <laughs> uh, what i want to talk about oh freaking uh the goalie mask thing we were just talking about 10 seconds ago before i got all schneidy on my high horse um <laughs> The Jason mask or whatever, that's a goalie mask, right? Yes. Did those work or were those just for like it, mental stability? That that yeah, that's, that's It was like the earliest form of protection for your face, but like it didn't really do much. Like if it hit you, you probably still like bleed a little bit. But it's but it's still better than yeah, it's it was better. basically it was it's better than nothing. Were pucks like harder back in the day too, or they same, is it the same tech? Exactly. Same stuff. Really? Unlike baseball. Um, I don't want to talk about how many baseballs there are. There's God. so many. Hey, uh, listeners, is this stupid? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's like baseballs for every level of play. In every region. Yeah, in every region. But then for hockey, it's like, all right, here's a heavy puck for training. Here's a black puck for everything else. And then here's a blue puck for six-year-olds. It's the same thing in lacrosse. That's it. There's like, this is the standard ball. The babies use it and the pros use it. Like, there's no deviation. Yeah, it's like, it, I feel like it's pretty rare you even see, like, the younger kids using blue pucks anymore. It's just like, all right, they're going to use them eventually. Like, here's yeah. here's Here, the normal we'll, puck. We'll give it to But, yeah, no, you're right. Baseball is... Every league has their own very specific. Yeah, it's like here's a training ball. Here's oh, a my game favorite ball. is the, here's the California race. Community College South Central ball that yeah. we sell. Be, because because I'm like, why? Because, because why the, North, the North Central has to have a different has to have a different kind of yarn around oh. the around the court. You know, sometimes sometimes it's a, it's it's as simple as that, and I I don't understand. Is there like it. a high altitude ball? Yeah, like the, the Rockies use it to cheat all the time. <laughs> no, they just no. They, those they just juice. Yeah, what is so people say baseballs are juiced. What does that mean? Like, are they lighter? Are they like more thick in the core? Like, what if I was a, a person? If I was Manfred, is that the yeah? If I was Manfred, I'm like, let's juice these balls. I don't know anything about baseball, like because he doesn't. What <laughs> what would I do to juice the balls? What's my process? So there are there are a couple ways that you can do it. Temperature has a lot to do with it. So you either you can either chill them or heat them up a little bit. It's going to come down a lot of it to the material, the inside material. Like a yarn ball is going to compress and then exp- and then expand differently than like what they call a cork and rubber pill, which is basically which is basically like a solid core, just sort of just sort of rubbery and in- rubbery inside. So it'd be like yakking on a like a lacrosse ball, basically. Yeah, basically. Oh, really make it like more rubbery almost. Yeah. So more mm. of it, and you get more of a tram- more of a trampoline effect on it. Faster bat speed or whatever. Just the, higher bat the speed, higher moment, of higher moment of impact. They did that last year, didn't they? Though they definitely made those balls fly. Oh, oh, Wouldn't yeah, the home runs go up like a crazy percentage? Yeah, it was doesn't sound like much, but I think it was like 15 percent increase. That's a lot. That's like, like a that. ton over year to year. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, it's yeah. like in hockey, if like yeah, scoring went up twenty percent. Twenty percent. What? Like, Wait, what? Yeah. MLB has figured out that people dig the long ball. People like scoring, man. Like that's just it. Like, yeah. No one wants I, to go. I think to a baseball's game. a lot better with like higher scoring though. Cause it's like I don't know. I feel like you, there can be exciting games where it's like the pitcher is just absolutely on one and just knocking people out. But I think it's also cool to see like crazy plays happen, like where the ball's hitting the fence and people are absolutely gunning it to home and like close plays like that. I think that's that's fun to watch, especially for baseball. That's like so traditional. 
Yeah, like, I mean, it's just so play to play. It's like if play to play, like the guy's just throwing it and another man is catching it and nothing is happening in between. Like what? Yeah. Like whatever. I don't know. I think that's something baseball struggle with. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation with like play to play type games instead of like shot clock on the pitcher, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. it's like I think basketball, hockey, and lacrosse are in a different realm than baseball and football. From a pace of play standpoint. Yeah. Because it's just up and down the whole time. Yeah, it's like you're always constantly moving and it's like you're keeping things going. I feel like it's like soccer. Basketball is like a weird hybrid because there is like fouls and stuff. And and a lot of hack a shack in the last five in the last five minutes. Where yeah, the, where the last the last three minutes. Honestly, of don't take... get me going on NBA, like dude. This. Honestly, like the last minutes of NBA games that are like super tight are crazy. Oh, yeah. the, like the they... last three minutes of the fourth quarter will take the same as the first nine. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as bad as college basketball. But, uh, oh no, college basketball is terrible. <laughs> yeah, for, from a timing standpoint. Uh, one thing to touch on, kind of. Uh, balls and stuff like that is <laughs> I, didn't, I had something to say in my head and i went no hank no don't no that. hank don't do it hold Just it back him did you talking. know did you know that uh ice pucks are actually put on ice during nhl games ice pucks like the puck we're talking like about the pucks that you're playing with like they throw them in a yeti cooler and just let them chill out yeah yeah, oh, yeah absolutely it's, so they don't it's like, so they're harder you want it harder yes i would think that you want them like softer no <laughs> what does it, it, it do? What's the difference? Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> Harder you get, it's that it's that energy trans it's that energy transfer oh. again. Yeah. It it loses a lot of energy if the puck's if the puck's soft if the puck's softer. Does it also like compress a little bit? Probably. Uh no. It just it just like solidifies like how it is like the oh. shape of it. So that's like doop, if doop. you if you watch really closely at like an NHL game and you see like a ref like go over to the box, they'll like reach yeah. through and like grab pucks from like the guy. There is the the, the scorekeepers will literally have a cooler. Yeah. In the in Do the pucks like, warp? like they go bad. Uh, they just like the way they re, they like react. Like of course you're going to be using new pucks and like if you ever like go to practice and you see like older pucks, they they have like, usually like rounded edges just from the play. They like worn down and have like a grippy on them. Yeah. So like, it's like. Pucks usually like use their Do like, they, like chip. Do hockey pucks chip? They, they can. can. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, also one crazy thing is uh, pucks that aren't frozen can also shatter. Um, I've seen it happen a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're why how? <laughs> so if you uh, show up to, to a practice, and this happened in Arizona a lot. If you show up I to a practice, it. it's hot outside, and you go in and you have like a bag of warm pucks, basically, and you put them on cold ice, and you shoot it hard enough, and it hits the boards. They'll just break in half, like explode. Full on explosions are rare, but like I did, I, it's like three pieces. Usually, I actually, I actually did it a couple of years ago in a, in a game. I took a shot off the post and in. We went, Rev went to get it out of the net, and all of a sudden it was two piece. It was two pieces. Yeah, it's like just because it's the, the extreme temperature difference that quick messes physics, with physics. Yeah, yay physics. I just thought that it, was like a little fun fact that I feel like people outside of hockey don't really know. When I was playing a lot of NHL 2004 in Correct. the days. I feel like glass was breaking all the time. That I feel like glass effect. doesn't break anymore. That was an effect in like the games, though. Does glass not shatter ever? Because it's really a oh, bummer. It, it, it does. does. It's hard to, hard to do, but it does. But it does. But like at the pro level, I feel like I don't see like some Bruins player so end up in the stands. The super thing often. with like a pro rink is they're replacing that glass so often every every game that the wear and tear from like a public rink doesn't happen. Mm. So it like glass is pretty unlikely to break. It's and, plexiglass, right? And, yeah. yeah. And if it and if it does, you don't see it because all right, we're gonna go to commercial. We'll be right back. I feel like the only time I've actually seen it recently is the the pain just won't be like in there properly and it'll like fall through. They'll like, break the uh, the brackets on them, like to the little like screws and stuff that like hold them in. They'll just break them and then it'll like come out of the holder. 
Oh. I mean, it's still the 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 ultimate glass breaking of the last fifteen years is still dude. that Toronto Boston Mike Mike Van Ryan takes the helmet off. He got, yeah, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even a puck. The guy got body checked and the it just shattered. Hmm. Yeah, he was like, pick, saying all he more was of that picking glass. I remember Mike Van poor Mike Van Ryan sitting on the Leafs bench. He was still picking glass out of his out of his shoulder pads for like ten minutes. Yeah. Things I want more of. I want more glass shattering in hockey, and I also want more fans trying to jump into the coach's box. I feel like I used to see that all the time as well. Like drunk dudes trying like to in fight the bench? people. Yeah, like just jump on the bench. I feel like it was like a people. 2000s thing. Yeah. Why is there not a top to those things? Like anyone could just climb in if they wanted. They're pretty tall though. Look, look, <sighs> yeah, look, look up, uh, look up. Philadelphia, Toronto, and the guy when the guy so, okay, fell in the okay, penalty box. So that's like, like, like a net, so that people throw stuff that's at different. people. You know what like, I'm saying? Glasses, like glass, used to be way shorter uh, in rinks. Yeah, like way all shorter. around or just by the boxes. All around, honestly, but yeah, mostly during like near the boxes, it used to be like half panes all the way around, but now it's full, now it's like full, yeah. large ones. Because you because you had drunk you had drunk idiots. Yeah, you could you could literally like back in the day you could just put your hand over. And it's like wild. throw throw anything like it, it's like, pretty nuts. <laughs> like the 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 one I was mentioning with with Domi, I, I just because I distinctly remember because it's the funniest look I've ever seen on a player's face. Gets a gets a penalty. They're in Philadelphia. Goes to the box. Drunk guy behind him starts chirping, and he doesn't even. Domi was a short guy to begin with, but he doesn't even stand up and just scores the water bottle on the guy behind him. <laughs> That's funny. The guy gets yeah. up all all kinds of pissed off, leads over. And falls into the penalty box with him. If you don't know who he was, Ty Domi was the epitome of an early 2000s fourth line fighter. Yep. And I still remember the guy falling in and Domi kind of looks around. His eyes get real big and he starts smiling and he just starts wailing on the guy. He's like, well, here's my opportunity. (laughs) Here we go. Bah! (laughs) Yeah, just knocking the guy out. While we're talking about hockey rinks, because I'm really interested and I'm learning so much right now, uh, I saw an Instagram post where there was skating on the ice, but it wasn't dyed white yet. It was just clear ice. Is this a thing where they dye the ice? It's not dyed. It's like painted. You paint the ground. You paint the ground? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you get just you get just the clear ice, and it was like nobody black. really wants to play. Nobody really wants to play looking down at concrete. Yeah. That's crazy, because I always just thought, like, oh, I, ice is white. I don't know why. It was just weird. Yeah, it's... It was surreal looking. It's also, like, rinks do it differently. Some rinks, they are bad at it, and the paint will go, like, through the ice in a way. Oh, yeah. Will get slippery? Are... No. It... It'll get sticky. So, for, like, a goalie, you're standing on, like, a blue circle, basically. So that, that's painted concrete? Yes. Oh. And so, when you, like put your pads on it if you have white pads you'll have like blue stains more or less oh, yeah it'll, it'll that leak, sucks it'll leak through <laughs> yeah um so i've had that happen a few times that's really annoying to deal with that's where that's where i like it a lot better when they don't actually use the paint for the creases or the lines but they just roll out like the like basically like the tape yeah there's like that's what that's what uh that's what the, that's that's what nhl yeah what nhl, NHL rings if you watch like videos on it they have like these big sheets that they just kind of like roll out Oh, is that what they do for like the logos and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So, ba- so they'll get the get the sheet, paint the bottom layer white, roll out the lines, the logos, like and everything. And, and yeah, yeah, basically, and then resurface over it again, put another layer on top of it. Huh. Yeah, it's also like NHL rinks are also heavily maintained. Oh, like, that's I've, a big investment, right? Yeah, and I've been in rinks like after NHL games and stuff like that. And if you if you stick around long enough, you're usually not allowed to. They go over that ice like six times after. Oh, it's yeah. like with Zamboni. Yeah, it's a double Zamboni. They'll go through and they'll 
get it all, let it sit for like five minutes, let it dry, go over it again, let it dry, go over it again, let it dry. You're taking off so many layers with players going, they stop, they're shaving layers off the ice. Mm-hmm. You get it too deep and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're into the decals, you're into the, into the concrete base below the, below yeah. the, below the ice. And that's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one thing about like goalie practices, if you're doing a lot of post work and you're what really post work, like just slamming your body against a post back and forth. Yeah, more or less, but it's like, when you're trying to like cover into a post, you're like sitting down like in a oh. butterfly position kind of. Do you like of. jam your leg into the post or you just stop right before it? Yeah, kind of. You kind of just hit the post. Oh, does that so, hurt? No, not really. Not for me. No. I haven't really ever been hurt. You just kind of like fall into it. I've just never thought of the mechanics of hockey goalie. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think Gra- you would. Grayson, Grayson's a big RVH guy. <laughs> yeah, huge RVH guy. So much fun. What does that mean? <laughs> so it's like your one leg is flat. Like this is the post on the left. A perpendicular your left motion. leg is like okay. up against it and the other one's kind of like up like holding you so it's you're pushing against with your right leg towards the left post uh-huh. but your your left leg is completely flat oh and so you're just kind of leaning on it with like your shoulder is that effective yes yes <laughs> does Paul not think huge, it's effective <laughs> i don't know there's a huge debate now about goalies being like in a vh which is like reverse of that where it's like your left leg well, on the like left straight post up, is straight, straight up, up oh. which doesn't work it's such a sham. I used to do it when I was really little because I was short. But also, there's so many more holes and like ways you can get scored on, in my opinion. If you can do an RVH correctly and you're flexible enough to like kind of like move your hip into the post, I think it's miles more effective because you can do so much more from it. Is it harder to do then if you got to be more flexible? Uh, theoretically, yeah, to like really get into yeah. it. Honest, you can do on, it. Honestly, I've I've always I always felt VH was harder was harder for me to do. It's awkward. Yeah, with VH because oh, like, you have awkward. to like stand up kinda, and it's it's weird. So the thing back to what I was talking about. I'm making the most quizzical face ever throughout this <laughs> yeah, podcast. I'm just, just learning confused. things. So when you're doing like a bunch of post work and you're digging into the ice, like pushing from post to post, you're putting your blade down like basically right next to where the post is, and you're pushing out. When me and my buddy Sam go and train with Luke, who goalie podcast people, you know who Luke is by now. I've mentioned him basically every single <laughs> basically every single time. Me and Sam, Sam's a very aggressive skater and he digs in really deep. So we'll have to switch creases halfway through our session because there's literal divots that are a couple inches wide and like an inch deep of just no ice anymore because we've just been going back and forth, back and forth for an hour straight. So that's one of the big problems. And then where the ice resurfacers and stuff like come into play is you got to cover that up and then you got to do it several times over. So it's a harder ice instead of just one layer. And then you hop back out there and it's nothing again. I have Zamboni questions. This Go is the ahead. most pressing thing in my life. Uh, actually, one thing I did hear from the Jay and Dan show in Canada for TSN is they're actually not all called Zambonis. Zamboni, nope. Zamboni is, a, is a brand. It's like a Kleenex situation. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, exact. it's an ice resurfacer. <laughs> ice resurfacing I'm machine. not saying that. I'm going to say Zamboni because it's fun, <laughs> yeah, and there are very few things that make me happy, and saying Zamboni is one of It's a Zamboni them. song, so I I'm going to go listen to that on repeat. Please don't. No, we're going to get copyright. We're going to get copyright. Don't sing it. Don't sing it. Um, so when I was in college at Good Old Lindenwood in St. Charles, Missouri, go Lions. Um, hey, that's where we, you trained with Luke. We had a, um, our hockey rink was in Wentzville, which was like 20 minute drive from campus. Yeah. And they had a carbon monoxide leak my junior uh, year. My friend was there during that and like half their team got sick. Yeah, it was like the Wisconsin girls team it was, was there. It was the Wisconsin girls team. Look at my memory of college. I was big with the paper community. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, like half of them got sick. They like claimed like, it wasn't the Zamboni, but it was a gas Zamboni. And I'm like, why do we still have gas motor vehicles or diesel vehicles inside small confined spaces? Like, does the NHL use electric now? Like, have they transitioned? Uh, I think maybe they use electric. It just for... seems so silly to have a diesel engine inside a confined hockey rink that's like got a ceiling. I think they do. I so think small. it's only certain ones. One of the craziest things is the rink that I played in Minnesota. It was electrical, but it was attached to the ceiling. Oh, dude, yeah. it was attached to it, like a bumper car. Yeah. yeah. So it basically had, like, it had this wire like that this. came down. And when you opened up the thing, it moved like the net with it because there's netting around. What? There's a netting around the uh, the top of like above the glass. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would open it. It would move it with it because it was like cut right where the where the door opened. So the Zamboni could come in and the wire like basically like an electrical cord, like followed them around. Dude, that's wild. That's it literally would, like a bumper car. Yeah. Like nuts. I was like, I've never seen that before. And I, why is everyone just not using electric Zambonis? Are they just expensive? How much is a Zamboni? It's got to be. Expensive. Paul, if I wanted to buy a Zamboni right it's now, it's 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 an entry level car. It's an <laughs> like fifteen k, fifteen eighteen k. Yeah, I could buy a Zamboni and drive it to work. How long would that take me though? Like hours. I think oh, top yeah. speed event Zamboni is like maybe like 15. 10, 15, 10, 15 miles an hour. Yeah. Oh my god. If you're That'd really gassing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Are they fun to drive? I've never driven one. Driven one once. Let me guess. You crashed it with the reaction you just no. gave. <laughs> no, I, I shockingly no. But it was I was completely untrained to do it and was forced to do it because our operations guy was there there was a whole lot going on with Eddie. Let's just leave it let's just leave it at that. But yeah. it's to do it on the rink, you know, you've Grace and I know you've you've seen enough. Like you know the pattern. <laughs> yeah. You, you start around the edge, up the middle, around the and then just keep and then you just keep going. So once does you get that, it's not Does that it slide difficult. around? Yeah, it kind of drifts a little. Yeah, bit. A little can you what, Tokyo drift that thing? <laughs> you could. You, yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, then you're then you're going you're going right through the boards, and that's a whole other. Uh, Do they break huh. the boards? Ever, can they shatter the glass? You ever seen that? Oh one yeah. Where the you, guy, you go. You go. You go. I into, want you more shattered glass. glass. This you is seen the that moment. One guy who was like trying to turn the zamboni, and he like bounced off the wall. <laughs> That was no oh, man. That one. That was a good video. Oh, Zambonis can break go, the glass. Go, going old, going old school with the uh, the Geico ad from the from like the late <laughs> late two thousands with my with Mike Green in the caveman. Guys, I'm pretty sure he drove straight into it. And he yelled bullseye. <laughs> Bring back the caveman from Geico. Do you remember when they had a TV show? Oh yeah, the caveman had a TV show for like four episodes, and then I think it was like CBS was like, "This is dumb." I think it was, Stop. Yeah, ABC is like, "Wait, why did we? Why did we why greenlight did we this again?" This? Yeah. <laughs> why was that such a cultural phenomenon? Was the caveman from Geico? I think the most memorable commercial from the caveman was when he's doing the, uh, like he's like walking. Uh, in the airport, yeah, the airport one, and then he like stops and like walks back well, like, on the yeah. on the moving sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now it's just like flow. Even she's kind of falling off because it's someone else now. Yeah, yeah. Flow and the, then... the guy does it more than her now though, because she's like a mom with like multiple kids. I think yeah, she's Canadian too. He yeah. he comes in and then like Jake from State Farm. I hate the new Jake from State Farm. Yeah, he's too jacked. Yeah, he's real. Have you seen him like in the Mahomes commercial when he's wearing a fitted shirt? He yeah, literally is like a triangle. It's just like, like huge. Trying to make him yoked. Oh my god, like, he's this so isn't big. Jake, you're not like <laughs> wanted kind of a derpy looking guy, but I mean, you're 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 not an insurance salesman. Come on. All right, pet peeve of mine: the shirt that Patrick Mahomes wears in that commercial makes me so angry. <laughs> it has a bunch of like random doves on it, and then he's like he's wearing like joggers and like ah, I don't I don't know what Pat was thinking right, about that one. Wider idea: How terrible are most athletes in commercials? Because in Houston, there's a bunch of H-E-B commercials with... Those have a charm, though. Yeah, sometimes. But then there, I forgot, like, what Texans players they are. But, like, they're awful. 
Really? Yeah, the he's like, ones he's are like, hilarious. He's like, hey, I got these home cooked meals. And he's like, nice. And he's like, you got some in your cage. They're like wearing helmets. And he has like noodles like hanging on his cage. And he's like, oh. That's like the whole thing. Oh, co- oh like, God. It sucks. The Spurs used to do really funny ones in San Antonio home. with like Tim Duncan and, and Patty Mills and all those guys. So I, don't, I can't speak to Houston media, but Houston I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Houston's it's a lot of Chris that... Paul because James Harden. Cliff Paul, you doesn't... mean? <laughs> I used to love Cliff Paul. Cliff Paul. They used a lot of Chris Paul when he was there. Now, I don't even know who they use anymore because like Harden's not showing up to almost anything. He's he only showing care. up to the clubs. Oh, dude, there's some there's some stories about that. You you want uh, you want your you want your best all time athletes commercial though, hands down. Ovi for Eastern Motors. No, 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 no. I thought I mean the Ovechkin your car sport, your car your credit. The best Ovechkin Sports Center one I like a lot too when he comes down the ceiling. He's <laughs> a Russian spy. You're a Russian spy or something. Dude, there's this. I think it's a Russian commercial. For oh, no. McDonald's. Oh, no. <laughs> so they did this line of commercials where it was like, oh, we just got this new import player. And it's, uh, I think it was Canadian, actually. I oh, think the, the it, it was like a Russian import player. And it was like, they're tiny. They're like literally no, like was, inches tall. Yeah, the go- with the goalie, it was JC J. Petit. He's a, yeah. yeah. No, it was the new, the new, our new, our new French Canadian player, JC Petit. And it's guys coming down just on breakaways. And it's li- and like you almost can't see him. Yeah, no, he's literally like twice the size of a puck, like tiny, tiny. Quick, and then, quick, oh, like a shot, dude. Yeah, uh, check. their player's name was Sergey Puckison. That's not a real name. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but no, he was we doing like spinoramas, like between guys' legs, and then like teeing up for full shots from the hash marks, and it was just like a thousand mile an hour shot into the top corner. What a commercial! I gotta find that. I'll, I'll yeah. post that on oh, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, Sir, yeah Sergey Puck, Sergey Puckison and JC and JC Petit. Those those McDonald's commercials. I, oh, those were fantastic. Those those were from when I those geez those were from when I was a kid still living. Yeah, still no, living those are old old. Um, but they they were selling like these things at McDonald's where they're just like little like like masks for like goalie masks. So cool. Oh yeah. Why can't we do more McDonald's stuff like that? I'd go. Because we so- can't have nice things. It's 2020. You know that. Oh, dang. <laughs> you're right. Last little thing for both of you guys, because you're both sitting in the room, and half of what I'm going to say applies to both of you. Do you guys remember the YouTube video, Jake, the Canadian hockey goalie who plays baseball? This might be, need to be a post for both of you this week. It is a man in fully dressed goalie gear playing shortstop in baseball, and he's flicking the puck up on his stick and he's batting it to first plate and stuff. Oh, you guys would love oh, it. Oh, man. That okay, might need yeah. to be a full post for you guys this week. It's uh, hilarious. I, I, I think it might. <laughs> Cro- cross, cross, cross post I've goalie in baseball. Never like it. heard. It's incredible. He's literally playing shortstop in full goalie gear. It's nuts. And, like, effectively. I mean, it's a skit. It's not real. But he's kind of schlanging the ball over there. I'm not going to lie. All right. All right. I'll check it out. Re- research, researching as we yeah. speak. That was an old, like, 2009, like, YouTube video like that. And, like, the Potter Puppet Pals and all that kind of stuff. <sighs> Man, Potter puppet pals. Yeah, I bike to my friend's house and we watch YouTube, like, and look yeah. over our shoulders to make sure the parents wouldn't walk in on us yeah, watching like, freaking Freddy or something. Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> mom, can you go away real quick? I'm watching Harry Potter. I'm watching some edgy stuff, man. I'm watching this, Potter. They Potter say puppet butt. Pals. Yeah, <laughs> watch out, mom's coming. <laughs> Very NSFW. <laughs> turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap up your third episode of the new format of the Monkey Sports Podcast. If you liked it, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend about it and share the pod. Next week, we'll have episode four with a whole new cast of people. We're excited to bring it to you. Have a good week.